you know, <laughs> the best part of the whole thing last night, I got to tell you, there was another that before the vote to go into non-public session to discuss personnel matters at the uh, toward the end of the meeting last night. You have to do that on a roll call vote. So we're going around the horn. Lisa Freeman votes no. And Nancy Tessier has this shocked look on her face. And she's muttering to herself over there. Why, why are you voting no? So, of course, she votes yes to go in a non-public session. I voted no. And the mayor voted no. And, uh, you know, after we, we took the vote, I, I needed to go to the uh, the little school board member's room. And so walking by, I overheard her talking to Lisa Freeman saying, why, why, why'd you vote? Why'd you vote no to go into non-public session? And, and, and Lisa Freeman looked right at her and said, because uh, evidently non-public session means nothing in this district. And she's like, well, what do you mean? I just, I had to walk away. What do you mean? Said the person who released non-public information. Are you, are you kidding me? What do you mean? You know what disappoints me? Now, in truth, I, I, I rarely agree with Nancy. And frankly, at times, she has been among the nastier members of the board towards me in public session with some of her comments. But that notwithstanding, you know, she's been through a lot. Uh, you know, uh, she's she's been treated for cancer. She's uh, had a stroke. She's had some other issues that, um, well may have somewhat impaired her cognitive abilities. But that notwithstanding, uh, she was uh, a friend of my father's. She was someone that I remember working with when I was a mayor's aide. She uh, she was an excellent principal. And generally speaking, Nancy Tessier is someone for whom I've had a lot of respect her um, her, her recent, uh, you know, her, 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 how do I want to phrase this? the behaviors that may be a result of her recent health issues notwithstanding, okay? And and I don't hold stuff like that against people, whether they are uh, intended to uh, be that way or not toward me. I I just don't let things get personal. Nothing good comes out of letting uh, letting things get personal. And I could go through example after example after example of where people getting personal have, have, have not led to productive outcomes. But I was truly disappointed in what Nancy did. And if I have one uh, one uh, overriding sense, it's of disappointment. Disappointment that someone who I believe knew better didn't act in accordance with those uh, beliefs. And so I pressed the case pretty vigorously last night that something be done because it was one of those rare examples where it was beyond proof. It was, it was, it was beyond what's the word I'm looking for. There was no doubt. It was beyond question that she had violated the law. And I saw it frankly as an opportunity to send a message to other members of the board that it's a serious offense. Literally, one of the RSAs that she violated provided for a path to removal by petition to the Superior Court. It's RSA 41-2. And you know what? I did my own research on this. I consulted with two different attorneys. 
I remember what Jim Gadet, our public safety guy, said in his uh, 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 communications to the mayor and to the board of aldermen about the statutes that come into play. When members of a city or town governed by a charter, as we are here in Manchester, violate that charter. So I asked uh, it uh, and uh, uh, Lisa, Lisa Freeman, through her own research, made me aware of RSA 42. I was already aware, thanks to Jim Gadet of RSA 49, I, I happen to know a couple of attorneys who have significant background in municipal law. And I said, hey, what do I have here? What can be done? What should be done? And as I said last night, I don't think Nancy should have been removed for it, although you could persuade me. But certainly censure was not beyond the realm of of, of reason. Especially after she refused to uh, give any explanation of what she did, which tells me she had a motive. It tells me she had a motive. Now, I can't because the board voted last night to include that email in the sealed non-public minutes. I can't comment on the content, the specifics of the letter. I will tell you, though. That the biggest concern that I had after reading that was, gee, she said certain things about the superintendent and his actions in non-public that I would take issue with and characterize as misleading at best and downright false at worst. And now the two members of the staff that were discussed in that non-public hearing have this information about the actions of the superintendent and if anybody knows anything about this city that information has probably gone viral throughout the organization which makes it come on now class 6066762 easier for the superintendent to do his job or harder for the superintendent to do his job i didn't need anybody to, our lawyer not the least of which i didn't need anybody to tell me a former charter commissioner, what violation of the sections of the charter were violated? There were three of them. Four, really. You know, people like, oh, she made a mistake. Well, wait a minute. I brought it up last night. She sat on the she sat on the charter commission that gave us the current rules that we have. I'd like to think that she knew better than to violate section 8.05, which specifically prevent uh, prohibits elected uh, elected officials from releasing confidential information maybe she didn't know she violated section 8.08 requiring uh, office holders to take an oath maybe she, i mean how far does this go i don't have my my, my red book in front of me section 9.03 that's where the section is i think yeah, section 9.03 is the one on confidentiality. I think she violated two sections of 9.03, confidentiality and in, uh, uh, non-interference with personnel decisions. Hell, if you're telling the subordinates of the guy who's coming into non-public session, you know, misleading statements about what he did, are you interfering with his, uh, uh, his, uh, his authority in personnel matters? I think you are. I absolutely think you are. Oh, by the way, did we mention that he, I think they violated his contract? And by the way, I'm not saying anything now that I didn't say in non-public session last night. So 
So you have the attorney spelling out board policy 104, charter sections uh, 8.08 or 8.05, I forget which. It's one of the two. Section 903, RSA 42, RSA 91A, the right to know lie, the, the list of violations. Receive and file. Just receive and file. Oh, it was a mistake. Oh, well, we haven't punished anybody in the past. Well, maybe that's why you keep having these problems. At what point does it stop? At what point does it stop? And then you get Bergeron, really, complaining that unnamed board members are bringing up uh, personnel matters uh, involving former employees in public session. He's referring to me. And my criticism of former assistant superintendent David Ryan, who went AWOL on a number of uh, board meetings and committee meetings after he announced he was leaving the district. Now, it's one thing if you pick up the phone and you call the superintendent or you call the committee chairman and you say, gee, I have a conflict. I have this. I have that. I'm unable to attend tonight's meeting. Uh Uh-huh. Did that ever happen? No. So here you have committees that need to talk to the person who is responsible for the thing that needs to be discussed. Superintendent doesn't know where he is. And I'm not saying anything that hasn't been said in public. Nobody knows where any of the nobody knows why he's not there or where he is. And somehow that's okay. And to bring it up is is somehow a violation of what exactly. So trying to equate the discussion of uh, things that took place in public with things that took place in non-public is now all of a sudden a, a, uh, an issue. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's frustrating. But now, if I'm Mark Flanders, who's running against Leslie Want in Ward 4, If I'm John DePietro, who's running against Dan Bergeron in Ward 6. If I'm Jimmy LaHoo, who's running against Erica Connors in Ward 8. I don't even remember the name of the guy running against, uh, uh, the guys running against Avard or uh, DeRosiers in Ward 10 or 11. But uh, they just hand him an issue. And if I'm Kellyanne Thomas in Ward 12, I'm looking at Connie Van Houten and saying, Really? You voted to receive and file. You, of all people, who has pushed your ethics policy and complained bitterly that you can't get the board to pass your ethics policy because you're all about the ethical conduct of board members. And you think that the uh, you know board members need to be this, that, and everything else in a bag of chips as you see it. You, Constance Van Houten, who claims the ethical high ground because you want a policy? Which, if it were in place, you would have violated nine ways to Sunday, but we'll forget that. You vote against a clear violation of the law. All these people who are willing to say, oh, well, our attorney said we should do this, you know, grievance and non-public session. And after all, he's our legal mind. They, they, they take their legal mind and they ignore the multiple violations of policies of charters of state laws. And say, ah, receive and file you, Constance Van Houten, queen of ethics, crusader for clean and open, transparent government. Give a mulligan to your compatriot on the board who violated 
not one, but two state laws, two and probably three charter sections, a board policy, and say, oh, nothing to see here, receive and file. If Kellyanne Thomas can't take that, uh, can't take that and turn it into an election issue, and that's unfortunately where we're left, isn't it? Because here's the deal, folks. When the people you elect don't do the things they're supposed to do when they do them, then you have to elect different people. Those of you who, uh, you know, are, are looking at your elected officials like uh, Debbie Langton in Ward 2 and Lisa Freeman in Ward 5, the mayor, and want to know whether or not they're going to stand up for the, uh, you know, uh, uh, for the rule of law, uh, you have some you have some choices to make, don't you? So here's the question, Manchester. Especially if you're in wards uh, two. Oh, and and Mary, I, I have no idea what Mary Georges was thinking. If she were up against an appointment who was doing any work right now, she'd be in trouble. But here's the deal: Are you going to continue to elect people who are going to allow their personal allegiances? and friendships and connections to govern what they say or uh, and do or are you going to elect people who are going to deal with the issues and actually follow the rules of the board the charter of the city of manchester which is approved by you the voters and the state laws which your elected representatives enact on your behalf the choice is yours choose wisely because you'll get the government you deserve either way. This is Gerard at Large.